that's kind of what I'd like her to do just because like there's no reason for me to be the I don't like being the middle person I think it's a waste of everybody's time so it's kind of what we're going to talk about today (laughs) so so look at that segue oh segue welcome back okay (laughs) welcome back to oh here's a little marketing for you I'm Ellen I'm Ellie I'm John it feels wow. so like weirdly formal, but also nobody knows who we are, so we should probably continue to introduce ourselves. You think that probably. John just sounded formal because I did not. <laughs> I'm John. I was, try- I was trying to smooth jazz, but it's just uh, it's not. It's not. It wasn't coming out. Hey, I was it- on the local news, so people know who I am. Oh, it's fine. Okay. I anyway, fine. <laughs> I do think it's funny that the guy who doesn't like to be in the spotlight is now a part of two recurring podcasts and was recently on the news. And soon to be a third. Once we launch the uh, Youngs oh, yeah, podcast, the that'll Young's be one. three podcasts. I'm doing two weekly, one monthly. So That one, you guys are going to interview other small businesses, right? Or something like that? Yes. The first three guests are going to be young family related. So uh, ideally, fun. we get uh, Bill, the last second, second generation young. The next episode would be a couple of the third generation youngs. And then the third... The third one? Did I already say the third one? Did I lose track? I don't know. <laughs> second one is second one is third generation youngs. The third one is fourth generation youngs, or fifth generation youngs. I don't know. There's We've a got lot to of kind you. of sketch. There's a lot of us. Yeah, there's a lot of us to interview, but we want to get the second generation one done first, and then some, and maybe get like Scarlett and some of her other little fifth generationers involved in one because that'd be fun to have just a room full of children on microphones. That would be hilarious. That'd be great. It'll be something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, welcome to this week. It's our second recording. It's supposed to be our third episode, but we wanted to wait for a, a special guest for our second episode, so we'll wait on that one. But Special guest? Yeah. We'll have our special guest hopefully next nice. week. But each week, we're going to talk a little bit about marketing for small businesses and nonprofits. Um, and I'm really excited about this week. Um, I feel like this is a conversation that I have continually had like since I started um, my education in marketing and will continue to have like for the rest of my career. And there's not necessarily a right answer, which is these are my favorite kinds of conversations. But before we get into that, um, I want to talk about our social media trend of the week. And I'm so when I came up with the social media trend, I remembered that there are different signs of TikTok and like that's where all my trends are going to come from. And not everybody ends up on the same side of TikTok. Um, so John, I know you're not on TikTok, but Ellie, do you know the trend that we're talking about this week? Um, I looked it up. I had never seen it before, but it is funny. (laughs) So if you guys know Harry Potter with, um, Voldemort, there, there are certain, don't say his, don't say his name. How dare you? Wow. Wow. I will not. Right, Harry. I will not be silenced. I am brave. Like Hermione. Um, but there are certain characters, and Ellie, I don't know if you've noticed this, there are certain characters like TikTok as a whole just like love and they mm-hmm. like obsess over and Voldemort is one of them. Yes. That's weird. It's hilarious, especially like at Halloween. It was really, really funny because there are all these people that are dressing up like Voldemort. But anyway, um, the trend right now is to find the very smallest thing that you possibly can that looks like a wand and you hold it up and you go, Avada Kedavra. But it's that like lip finding gloss. like the very, very, very smallest thing. Yeah, they're like little like pins. Or like too big. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, but if that's the smallest like thing, one though. hair or something like that, and it's absolutely hilarious. If you haven't looked it up, I definitely. You know what it, it reminds me of? The when people. I mean, this was like I don't know when I was in high school, and people would do like the oh, it's the tiniest violin ever played. Yes. <laughs> that's what Very it reminds silly. me of. It's great. It's hilarious. If you haven't looked it up, John, since you don't know what it is, you should look it up. It's I don't. Funny. I'm old. Scarlet would. Hey, love I it. do. I do want to ask um, the the girl that was the topic of last month's trend. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. We talked about the uh, the girl that's in um, Ozark was last week's trend, right? Oh yeah, yeah. but are you talking um, about Julia Fox? Is that what you were about to talk yes. about? Because was she, she was there a clip of her at the Oscars. Yes. Like yes. Okay. I'd, yes. Yeah. I. I heard her voice and I was like, is that the girl? Because I don't, I, you know, I, I don't pay attention to celebrities. So like, yeah, that's not, the that girl. not that I'm not that cool. I just don't. There's just too many to keep track of. It's not that I'm too I wouldn't cool have known who she was. But I heard her voice and the way she was talking and the things that she said. And I'm like, I think that's her. Yeah, that was another just like gold soundbite of her talking about her <laughs> masterpiece of a book that she wrote. I don't want to talk about it, but it's a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. That's crazy. I'm, what did she say? I'm superstitious and superstitious. <laughs> and then she said something about her makeup. Like she did, she was like, "Yeah, I did my own makeup." And then she goes, "Yeah." And yeah. Then oh my gosh, I I actually I was watching that. I think it was actually on like TikTok or Instagram or something. And I was watching that clip, and I felt like secondhand embarrassment for that interview because of how she sounded. I had to turn it off. Like I had to stop watching it. I'm like, this is too much. Like, this is I'm like, is this fake almost? Like, is she really playing up that persona from her like uncut gems thing? But I don't so, know. I don't know. That's how I felt the thought about the whole Oscars. I was like, is this whole thing a skit? What is going on? Hey, so, listen, so, yeah, wild. Where where is Jessica Fox famous from? I mean, obviously it's, she was. The, it's Julia Fox. Julia but... Fox. I'm sorry. So like, is is other than being the inspiration for uncut gems? Like, uh, what what's her? No one knows. I was she in Uncut isn't Gems? Isn't she the one that's dating Kanye? No, she was just Josh Safdie's muse. <laughs> oh, she's just Josh Safdie's muse. Okay, all right. So she wasn't in the movie because I haven't seen the movie yet. I keep meaning to, and then don't. Yeah, that she did. Yeah, dated yeah, Kanye. For yeah, yeah, she she is dating Kanye still. Currently, she's like, yeah. really? Oh no, I thought they broke up. Nope, they broke up. See, John, okay. you're more in the know than I am. You got to give yourself. More I keep credit. well. I keep track of Kanye. He's one of the celebrities that I've got on follow. Why? Because he's always interesting. There's never yes. a dull moment. I'm not saying I admire him. I'm just saying I keep an eye on him because it's always interesting. I did see the funniest joke about about the Oscars, and it it was this guy that said, "If you would have told me that at the Oscars there was." a rapper that became unhinged because somebody made a joke about his very public relationship, I would have bet all of my life savings that it was Kanye West. Well, see, Kanye is not at the, ever at the Oscars. No. Because he's not going to do anything ever Oscar-worthy. No, it was no. really funny, though. Um, uh, hey, guys, sidebar, I can't switch my camera back, so, because we're recording, so. Oh, that's sad. That's okay. Like, you can't change when you record i guess so well, you just is changed. it okay yeah huh i know fun. because well because my one unplugged you know what i could do i could disable the camera and see what happens <gasps> well let's see nothing nothing happened okay oh all right 
I can't switch cameras back though, so you're just gonna get an awkward side shot. I don't like that. That's well, all right. Audio Most listeners, people listen to we're podcasts. Getting, we're getting a second angle from Ellie, so this is exciting. <laughs> second angle from Ellie. <laughs> okay, well, well, here I am. Let me just uh, shift. Let me just shift over a little bit. <laughs> okay. It. Anyway. So yeah, I don't really know what she's famous for other than dating Kanye, which sounds bad, but I just didn't know who she was before that. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Anything else about our social media trend of the week? All I have is a pen. It's not very... And I've got lip gloss. I did have a wand pen, but I gave it to Scarlett, so she has it. It's Mm. true. She does. She uses it often. (laughs) All right. So getting into this week's topic, today we want to talk about who you should have on your marketing team. So should you do it yourself? Just figure it all out yourself. Should you hire somebody in-house to handle all your marketing? Should you hire an agency or should you do a combination? And I feel like, I don't know, like disclaimer, we all have experience in all these different areas and I think we all have different opinions about them as well. So I I like this topic a lot because I don't necessarily think all three of us are going to agree on every point of it. So I think that it's going to be good conversation. I'm excited for it. But mm-hmm. there's also no right answer. So we're going to give you the best advice that we possibly can based on our experience with different companies and organizations. But ultimately, you're going to need to take what we say and look at your organization and apply what's going to work and what's not going to work. So no satin. It's not one size fits all. There we go. So yeah. Why are you guys laughing at me? I, it's not like you said no satin. So I was wondering where that was. No satin. No satin no fits satin. all. So what do you guys think? Let's just kind of like start off with general thoughts. Okay. Well, I mean, so we're basically talking to probably smaller businesses because, you know, larger companies, they most definitely have an in-house marketing team probably. But let's mm-hmm. say we have a small business and you're thinking you have – so maybe you have, I don't know, 10 employees even um, – And, you know, you have a tight budget and it's we're talking about can somebody on your team also take on that marketing role? Do you hire a whole other employee to do marketing or do you just hire out to a company similar to ours to do, uh, you know, whatever marketing things that you need done? Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, and talking about just doing it yourself, um, you know, you run into, there are pros and cons of that. I mean, one, you're going to save a salary. You're going to save a lot of money. But two, you, I mean, a con of that is you just, do you have enough time? Do you have enough time to make it consistent? Do you have the knowledge? Um, Because something that's really great about having a dedicated marketing person is they probably, they have some kind of training. They probably went to school for it or they have experience So they can form a strategy, whereas if you're just kind of doing it when you have some free time, you're just kind of throwing things out there with no nothing to really back it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes me think about I feel like a few of the clients that we've worked with worked with over the years can't speak today. So this is gonna be really fun. That's a problem. Um, I know on a podcast. Um, But I feel like many of the clients that come to us, they come to us because they started a marketing effort 
and they hit a wall for one reason or another. It's either because they don't have the time or um, they don't have the technical know-how or, you know, they just they kind of ran out of ideas. Like when you, especially as a small business owner or as a small nonprofit, when you are responsible for keeping that organization going at the end of the day, it can feel really overwhelming to now say, okay, after, you know, a 10, 12, 16 hour day, I also need you to be really, really creative and think of how you want to connect with your audience. Think of all these social media posts, write this email, um, you know, submit all of these PR um, submissions, submit all these PR submissions. Ellen's really good like, with words. I'm really, I'm really good at this. Um, Maybe we should change the recording time, like not to eight thirty a.m. Not to eight. No. <laughs> In my defense, I am still coming over, um, getting over a cold. But um, yeah, it can just be really difficult to get to the end of your day and know that you know you still have to turn around and find all this time to be creative, and it can be really, really exhausting, and it's not sustainable. And I feel like, John, you can kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I, I think I think most of our clients' issues, and mine included, when you're running a small business is time. It's, you know, most of the things that we do for our clients aren't necessarily rocket scientists. I think if our, a lot of our clients had the time to, to do a lot of the things that we do, they could they could do them. You know, they could create Facebook posts. They could create content it might not be the best content but some content is generally better than no content um you know creating a website's a little trickier but there are tools certainly to do it but even some of those clients uh that we've picked up uh, pre you guys i picked up a handful of clients that said i've spent a year trying to build my website on squarespace or wix or something like that Mm -hmm. and a it's not done or b it looks like crap I was going to use choice words, but we try to keep this PG and lower. So it doesn't look good. And they wasted a year of, not a year of like literal time, but a year of their their mental bandwidth where they could have been running their business on mm-hmm. building a, either an incomplete website or a bad website that makes them look worse than if they didn't have a website at all. So I think it, when you're a small business owner and your budget's limited, uh, you know you need to be doing at least X and Y, if not X, Y, and Z. Uh, but you, you know, you're, like you said, Ellen, there, there's just not enough time in the day to set up a business, run that business, do the actual things that your business is trying to do to make money, and then also spend time on marketing. And so that's where other marketing agencies come in. Or like you said, hire, hire someone else. But finding one person that does many different pieces of marketing is going to be tough. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a person in my circle of influence that I won't quantify in case this person listens. Uh, that is a sitting in a marketing position within their company, but I know for a fact this person doesn't have any marketing experience. This person got got their bones doing writing, and so that's that's one piece of marketing is writing. But they often come to me with questions about marketing when they're sitting in a marketing role almost with their company. So, uh, not to say that it's not healthy to ask questions. We ask questions in our marketing world. But hiring a, an agency like ours, or you know, I'm not just saying we're the only agency, but hiring an agency that has multiple people that do multiple different things well, you're going to get input from all of those different things at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you know, hiring that one person to be your marketing person can be really, really overwhelming for that person um, and for the rest of your team. Like, if anything, it can be difficult. 
like a lot of a lot of marketing is that brainstorming to start off of you know how can we creatively share this message in a way that's going to stick with our audience and when you're just having those brainstorming sessions with yourself over and over you can really kind of get stuck in your own head you can get stuck in your own industry or in your own business and then it can be really hard to kind of you know get out of that and come up with something fresh come up with something exciting or even just stay up to date on the trends because When you're the one person that's responsible for everything for the company, you know, you always, you kind of end up just being this worker horse instead of having the time to actually, you know, come up with a plan, come up with something sustainable. So it's almost, you know, like, yeah, you might have hired this person and you, in theory, get them for 40 hours a week for marketing. Um, But those 40 hours go by very quickly, um, especially once you're pulling that that person into team meetings um, when you're discussing, you know, different goals and different things that you want to reach for in the year. And then what almost always ends up happening as well, I've watched this happen with many of our clients and just a few of my colleagues in the industry is that they got hired for marketing, but now they're also an executive assistant or they're also helping with operations. Um, And Mm -hmm. so then they're no longer the marketing person. They're also doing 72 other things and they're doing marketing, you know, six or seven hours out of the week instead of 40. So. I mean, think about Young's, our our biggest still small business in terms of scale company. There are not 40 hours of marketing to do per week, 52 weeks a year for Young's. And so every single one of our clients is smaller than that in terms of marketing scale. So if you hired a person to be full-time marketer, you're going to have to have them do other things. They're going to have to be sales or they're going to have to be doing some kind of paperwork to fill fill the time. And there's only so many internal communications, so many Facebook posts, so many blog posts, so many ads that can be built, so many website pages that can be changed for, to fill 40 hours a week consistently. Mm-hmm. So that that's where hiring someone you know, outsourcing to someone makes more sense. I mean, you have to be a fairly large company uh, to to have to need someone in house doing marketing forty hours a week. That's a, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of marketing hours every week in and out. Yeah, and I mean, there, you know, there's also there's the pros. So I think about and this. I mean, it's not a small business, but I when I was in corporate and I was on you know a large marketing team, there are benefits to keeping everything in house. You know, it it stays very consistent. Your messaging and your branding. Um, there's normally like a pretty extensive approval process, which is also nice because then you know that everything that goes out the door is exactly how you want it to be. Um, but I, you know, it's a, it's a pro, but at the same time, I feel like it's a con because we ended up spending so much time on process, um, that we would miss the opportunity to to get our message out there at opportune times because, you know, you have to go through red folders and you have to make sure that things get approved 97 times before they go out the door. Um, so I think there's definitely like that balance. I don't know. I feel like we see time and time again, the clients that are the most successful with their marketing are the ones that kind of have morphed through kind of all three of these and have found some sort of um, happy medium. So like a lot of our, a lot of our clients, they started out doing it themselves and then you get to that threshold, you know, where you can't do it by yourself anymore. Um, And so then you hire somebody to help you out. um, And then that person needs support, whether it's because they don't have the skills and expertise to do everything in marketing um, or just because they need hours, they need 
they need manpower. They need people power to be writing blog posts and writing emails and putting together strategies um, or just understanding the world of Google ads. Like I think about how thankful I am that we have Ali on our team because Google ads changes like almost, it feels like by the minute. <laughs> um, and oh, yeah. so just like having to be the person that's responsible for all these different avenues all the time. It, it's not, like I said earlier, it's not sustainable. And if you're going to be successful in business, you have to figure out processes that are going to be sustainable for the long run, or you're going to burn out. Um, and then you're not going to be able to provide your product or service anyway because you're going to be so overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, one something that I mean, we even talked about in our last episode, we'll probably talk about in almost every episode is with marketing. It's all about consistency. So what is going to get you that consistency? Can an in-person marketing or a marketing person on your team give that to you? Do they have the time and resources to stay up to date on on the trends and on everything that's changing within Google? Um, or is that something, you know, that's that's one of the biggest pros of hiring a marketing agency is that that's what we do. You know, we mm -hmm. set aside a time each week to just stay up to date on these things. What's changing within Google? What's changing within Facebook or Meta? Because, you know, Lord knows that's changing every day too. Um, and, you know, so again, consistency and just making sure you're getting that ROI. So keep that in mind, too. So back to the example that John said of spending however long building just a simple website that didn't even turn out great. How much money was wasted on your time? So your salary was basically wasted building yourself a website that you're not even going to use because now at the end of the day, you're going to go ahead and hire someone to build a website because it didn't come out well. So, you know, everybody wants to save a buck. I know, you know, small businesses, they're like, how can we do this for the least amount of money? You know, trust me, I have been in the nonprofit world. Um, so I've been on kind of both sides of this. And you're always looking for a way to just save a little bit of money or, you know, just can we do that ourselves? Can we save money and do it ourselves? Well, let's, let's look at what we're actually going to get from that. So, you know, and like Ellen said, I also have experience working as a marketing per I was hired to do marketing for a company. Um, so an in-house marketing person. And I'll speak to, you know, it was hard for me. Again, it was a nonprofit. I was pulled in so many different directions that the consistency wasn't able to be there. Um, I couldn't really spend my time dedicated to a consistent marketing strategy because I was pulled in so many different directions. It was very hard. Our, our team was kind of everywhere. And then um, essentially, I was a team of one marketing person. So like Ellen said, when I wanted to do something, I was just kind of stuck. I didn't know where to start. I I didn't have anyone to like bounce my ideas off of. Um, and again, that's where an outside person is going to have that fresh perspective and be able to help you out a little bit. So um I guess those are kind of my thoughts on the whole thing. I love what you said, Ellie, about ROI, because I think another something else that came to mind for me was the small businesses that, you know, they've been in business for decades and they haven't necessarily done a lot of marketing or digital marketing. Like, 
<clears throat> and so they think they don't need to. Um, so mm-hmm. we have one client that they've been in business since the 70s. And, you know, up until a few years ago, they didn't have a website. They had never sent a marketing email in their entire lives. And their reasoning was, well, my industry is all like word of mouth and based on relationships. I'm not going to find any new business by having a website. And I said, you don't know that because you've never had a website. Um, and by the time we got their website up, since they've had their site up, well, the site paid for itself within a month and a half of being live, which isn't always the case. Um, but just by the leads that came in and the jobs that they were able to get from businesses that, you know, they didn't have relationships with that weren't in their circle that they didn't know about because they didn't have a digital presence. So I think it's also kind of that, you know, you might've been doing it one way for decades and it's been working. Yes. But you don't know what you don't know. So if you don't try it, you may be missing out on all of these amazing opportunities just because, you know, you've never had the partnership of a digital marketing agency or a marketing person in-house if that's the direction you decide to go. Um, So I think that's also kind of something to keep in mind is that you don't have to keep the same process in place for years and years and years. I think it's always good to review what you're doing and say, okay, where are we kind of falling short or what are we not doing? What's new that we could maybe look into? And it's kind of like what John said in our last episode, you know, at least try it. It might not work. If it doesn't work, that's fine. But at least you can Mm -hmm. say you tried it and then you can move on and try something else. Um, The trial and error never really ends in a small business. You're always always trying something new um, or trying to put something new together. Um, And then recognizing that a failure doesn't mean that you failed. It just means that didn't work. And so you're going to try something else. Right. Ellen, are you able to tell this particular client that you mentioned that you are right at Thanksgiving meals? Possibly. Okay. All right. I just, want to, I just want to make sure I was thinking of the same client that you were thinking. <laughs> They're going to listen to this uh, but, and be like, are you kidding me? And I'm going to be like, sorry. Well, we didn't, we didn't name this person, so no. it's fine. Um, to, to, Ellie made a point, again, about time that I usually circle back on when I talk to other small business owners is I, I value my time among like top priority. So like when it comes to putting mulch on the flower beds here around the house, like that takes, we have a lot, you've both been to my house. That takes a minute to put, not just to go get the mulch and then to clean the mulch out of not my car, but Kelly's car, then to put the mulch down. That's a lot of hours. You know, not only do I have city hands, not mulching hands. I did grow up on a farm. I just don't do any farming. But, you know, I value my time above that. So I value my time at what our billable rate is. So I say, how much time would this take me to get done? Um, if it's more time than what they're charging me, I'm going to go for that. Or if I feel like I'm going to spend an equal amount of time to where it costs, but it's going to look a lot better or work a lot better if it's you know fixing the lawnmower, if it's going to work better to have a professional do it, I'm going to opt to have a professional do it, even if mm-hmm. the numbers are equal, even if they're slightly above. Like I, you know, my mower had some issues last year. And I probably could have fixed them. I'm somewhat mechanical, but do I want to spend, let's say six hours and a hundred dollars in parts and then be wrong? You either break it worse or not fix it at all. And then I have to hire someone. So that same concept of I spent all this time on my website and it still stinks. I could have just paid you five grand a year ago and we both would have been happy about it. Yeah, so. absolutely. But, you know, I, we're not just here saying, you know, hire us to do everything. There are there are definitely 
some some cons, you know, that are just some hurdles that you're going to have to jump over, you know, when you hire a new marketing agency. Um, I mean, I am not you. Like, I I don't know your business like you do. So there's going to be a little bit of time that's needed to to kind of get me up to speed um, on your industry or, you know, on your particular business or how you like to say things, the messaging that you like to get out there. Um, so it takes a little bit of initial time just to get that kind of started up. But then after that, it's it's kind of a seamless process. You know, we really, as long as you're on the same page with your marketer, um, it, it can really just be immensely helpful. Like John said, like you're, you're going to have so much time freed up. Um, and we like to say, you know, we are experts in this field. I, I know, um, you know, I bring something to the table different than what Ellen brings to the table, but we all work together to, you know, help our clients the best we can. So do I bring things to the table? No. Mm. (laughs) Well, and so to, to kind of build off that Ellie, again, just, talking about the benefits of a digital marketing agency, you know, what's great is if you're sitting in a meeting with anybody from our team and you ask them a question and they don't know the answer, they're not going to just BS you. Like if I, if I, this happened in a meeting with a client two weeks ago that she started asking me questions about um, like some keyword research and um, looking into some Facebook ads. And I was like, you know what? I can brainstorm this with you. I have a solid understanding of Facebook ads, but when it comes to the ins and outs of Facebook ads, I need you to have a meeting with our digital ads expert. And I feel like I'm bringing up Ellie again because she's just great. Um, <laughs> but Man, this so, is the second episode where there's been like a whole segment of like complimenting me and I'm not mad about it. <laughs> but so what's great is that when you're working with an agency – then I can say, you know what, let's set up another meeting and let's get the expert in the room. um, And then let's have this conversation that's going to be the most beneficial to you. And what's also great, you'll, you'll find this, you'll find this with any good agency or any, just any strong marketer that you hire is that we all have connections within our industry. So like, you know, John built this company to be a website design and development firm. That's like our bread and butter. That's what we're really, really, really good at. We have hired experts in these other areas as well. So, you know, we have expert content creators. We have experts in ads. We have experts in online reputation management and local search. We have all these experts. What we haven't hired? Photographers, videographers, um, you know, PR specialists, graphic designers, graphic designers. So these people that these services and digital marketing that fall under the umbrella of digital marketing that we don't offer, we have partnerships with reputable organizations or individuals that we would recommend to any of our clients. Um, and kind of going back to if you have that person in house, um, they should have those as well, or they should at least be researching, you know, when we want to have a photo shoot, I should be able to call up at least two or three people because, you know, your photographer is not always going to be available. Um, Or if we want to do videography, there are videographers that specialize in different types of videography. You know, like if you're going to be, if you're a manufacturing plant, it's going to look a little bit different than if you're an accounting firm. Um, So do they have experience in those areas? Um, So recognizing that, you know, there are there are the marketing companies that do it all. Those marketing companies are in LA, New York, and DC, and Chicago. <laughs> um, 
And they are thousands and thousands and sometimes millions of dollars. Um, So again, going back to what we talked about last week, you have a set budget as a small business and you want to get the most out of that that you possibly can, which means that it might mean that you're Frankensteining your team a little bit. Um, but once you get that perfect team in place, like Ellie said, it's, it's like a well-oiled machine. Like I think of one of our clients, um, that, um, she owns a small business in Springfield, Ohio, and she has an executive assistant, um, that, you know, helps organize her day. That person also helps with the marketing. And then she hires us to help with, um, on ongoing content creation, um, marketing strategy, Um, her social media channels. And then she also partners with um, one of the photographers that we recommend and videographers that we recommend. And so she has created kind of this superhero team of individuals from different areas that every single time we get on a call, we're able to answer all of her questions. We're able to figure out a plan for what needs to happen next. And then she's able to see real results from her marketing efforts because she has put people around her that are going to help her succeed. So... Mm -hmm. That's my spiel. <laughs> Thank you. No, but it's just, it's really like, it, it took a second, um, but, and we slowly built over time. You know, when she originally started with us, um, she was a team of one and um, she desperately needed a website. And so all we started with was social media. And then as, like Ellie was saying, as I got to know her brand more and got to know her industry more, I was able to make more educated recommendations to her on how she could continue to grow her digital presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're getting to the point where she's going to be doing a webinar every single quarter. She's She has all these amazing opportunities to speak. Like It's really exciting to see it kind of ramp up over time because we had that solid foundation to build up on. Yeah. And what Ellen is able to bring to the table is just freeing up some of their time. I mean, we have talked just internally about um, how much time it takes to do, you know, a social media calendar for a month or to write a blog. Um, You know, that's hours out of somebody's day that is now freed up because we're taking that off of them. Um, So these are all things that should be consistent. They should be consistently posting to social media. They should have consistent content going up on their blog or on their website. Um, and, you know, oftentimes it, as a small business, if if you are crunched for time, unfortunately, that's the thing that gets cut out is I'm not going to write that blog or social media can hold off for a minute because, you know, I have to go over the budget with my team or whatever it might be. So, you know, that that kind of just happens. Like you have to think, you have to decide what's most important. And unfortunately, some of those marketing things get cut off. Um, And that's what we can really bring to the table is just helping you execute the marketing strategy that we come up with together. Consistently. It sounds like you were looking into my soul when you said that we, you know, you don't have time to create blogs. So we just don't. It's almost (laughs) like there's four blogs in my queue right now that haven't been done for many months. Not to like name names or anything, but also, you also it's have me too. Neither of you. Yeah, it's yeah. Me. neither of you. Neither of either of you. Well, we still do all the blogs <laughs> all for our us. clients, so that's what matters. Right. But, right? To, but to both of your points, like into your 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 the 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 one you know client that you you brought up earlier, you know, we don't we don't necessarily get business from our website or from our marketing efforts. We do get business from word of mouth because we've done well for our clients and we mm-hmm. we speak plainly to our clients. We're, we're, I, I like to think of ourselves as a customer service company that also does digital marketing because we're all, we're all very easy to talk to. 
we're easy to work with, we're fair in pricing, and we we do what we're going to say we're going to do. So that's customer service, but then the the service that we provide is the, the the marketing part. Because we have a website presence, because we have a Facebook presence, people do look at us there and say, is this someone I want to call? They could get the warmest referral from your Thanksgiving partner uh, slash client at, at – um, and and they look at our website and go, well, I don't want to call these guys. Or if we did, heaven forbid we didn't have a website, it's a website design company. Yeah. Or they look at our Facebook page and nothing's been posted there in three years. I go, why mm-hmm. would I trust these people with my business? But mm-hmm. you know, I've told you, you guys, uh, that I don't care that our Facebook page doesn't get a lot of traction. We just need to, we just need to be there in case someone looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't care if we, you know, we we'll probably have three hundred ish likes somewhere in that ballpark you know, whatever. I, I don't need to have 300,000 likes on Facebook. And I don't need to have 4,000 people looking at our website every day. I just need the right people to see it at the right time and then give us a chance to talk to them because then, then yeah. they're going to either like us or not. But that, that's that's the point is that you have to have a presence in at least a, a core amount of places. And like you both said, be consistent about it because that's what's going to get you over, over the hump. And if you don't have time mm-hmm. to do that, you're going to lose out on opportunities without even knowing it. Absolutely. Yes. Um. To kind of wrap up this conversation, so say I'm a small business owner and I'm listening to this and I say, okay, I hear where you're coming from. I hear these pros and cons, but I just don't have the ability, either I don't have the bandwidth or I don't have the funds at this time to hire somebody in-house or to partner with an agency. I just have to do it myself for the foreseeable future. Say it's three months, six months, a year. What advice would you give to that person as they're still kind of going along this DIY track? Um, well, often when we talk to small business owners and they say, I can't afford it, they don't know what they can't afford. Mm. You know, they're just saying, I can't afford it because I think this, I think this website's going to cost me $80,000 and I don't have that money. Um, or I think, I think someone running my Facebook page is going to cost me $2,000 a month because I saw that number somewhere and that doesn't apply to, you know, a rinky dink just started out small business owner. Uh, at least for us, it doesn't. So, you know, asking a marketing company for their time and helping you think through things and giving you a strategy, uh, and giving you a proposal for said strategy, that could be enough of a help to say, okay, this is what they're talking about. I can pull that off for a little while. Or at least see the pricing, because, like I said, uh, to to my mulching example, you know, if if I said to a small business owner, do do you have two hours a day, or I'm sorry, two hours a month to dedicate to creating your Facebook calendar, and they'll say, well, uh, no, I don't think so. But but do you have two hours a month uh, in terms of cost to pay us to do it and have it get done and have it get done consistently? And then that that answer is probably yes. You know, when I look at our our budget. I, you know, I would rather not spend a couple hundred dollars here or a couple hundred dollars there, but I also know that things need to get done and it costs money to get things done. And if I'm not going to have the time to do it, and I know that their opportunity for me to lose opportunities for business is there. How many times can I say opportunity in one sentence? Opportunity. Um, <laughs> that that it's, impo- it's important to spend money. It's, you know, it's, it's a, that's a small business. It should be on everybody's business card. It takes money to make money. Oh, um, I was just going to so, say that. You got to spend money to make money. Spend money to make money. I like that one. Yeah. Is that a Wheel of Fortune thing? or? I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Somebody used to say that all the time, probably at a previous job. I don't know. <laughs> no, have, John, it, makes, it had a nice ring to it. It makes me think about, um, like, it's almost like you see 
like a digital marketing agency as like a tool. So like since you're also um, the CIEIO at Young's Jersey Dairy <laughs> um, and they hire Shout It Out Design to help with their digital marketing. You know, I think about it almost like you think about Basecamp for our project management or Gmail for our email or, you know, Zoho for our um, invoicing. You know, these are all tools that I... I, I could build my own project management system in a spreadsheet if I really wanted to, um, but why would I reinvent the wheel when it's $99 flat for Basecamp? And they're not sponsoring this, by the way. I'm just really obsessed with Basecamp. Um, you, don't get, you don't get referral bonuses. I know. Like, I, got, I know. I got Young's on Basecamp, too. Um, but, you know, you, you end up seeing these um, digital marketing agencies, you know, kind of like you would see your accountant or your lawyer um, that, you know, there it's an expert that you that you look at and you say, you know, I'd rather them mulch my my front yard than than I do it. And, and accountant slash taxes is, is another great example that I use all the time. You know, uh, my cousin works at Clark Schaefer Hackett there in Springfield. You know, he and the, the, his team help do my taxes every year. Could I use TurboTax? Probably. My my company and my wife's company and our personal taxes are not complex in terms of tax code. But do I want to try to do it myself for a couple hours and then get a letter from the IRS that I missed the mark by a comma? No, I don't. I, I'd rather pay a couple hundred bucks a year to have it done professionally. And if there's a problem, they're helping me through it. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have to worry about it being right or wrong. I prefer it be right because then I don't get letters and I don't have to work with them to get it get it resolved. But it's going to get right, and I don't have to worry about it. It's it's time. It's definitely time off my plate, and also peace of mind that it's going to get done correctly. I uh, just want you to know I did my own taxes, so I will be following up with you soon about the letter that I receive in the mail from the IRS telling me that I am wrong. Um, so. Yeah, um, I made that decision. I was like, I was just but sitting here. It was after I was done an working, and yeah, it's just you me. I don't have any businesses or yeah. You got zero dependents. You've got <laughs> you have a house and a job. So and really, make really... me sound more depressing. <laughs> she does have a dependent. She has Lola. I have Lola. Well, I listed you her didn't as claim a dependent. Yeah, hopefully you didn't claim her as a dependent because I'm going the, IRS to prison. Will, yeah. the IRS will be calling you on that. Now I'm going to prison. All right, cool. So let's right, get off of that out. topic. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> um, no, I want to go back to Ellen's original question of what advice would you give someone if they, they, they called us up, they talked to us, they got a quote. Um, it's not in their budget right now. Maybe soon they want to move forward with it, but they want to just kind of get started on their own. My advice to that person would be don't try to do it all because it's not going to be good. Um, you're not going to be consistent. Your messaging is going to be all over the place and you're just simply not going to have time to do everything. So start small and then you can grow as you kind of get the hang of it or get used to it. Do something and do it well. So if you want to have a social media presence, do that and be consistent with it and do it well. And then if you want to start sending out some like email marketing, add that on, but make sure you're in a place that you have the bandwidth to do so. Um, so yeah, don't, if you are, if you are going to just do this do, DIY, um, don't think that you have to, or even should tackle everything at once. Um, and then the, the best thing, um, about companies like ours is that if you just need help, so, you know, maybe you have your email marketing handled, um, and you just need help with social media, okay, 
that's a small fee. We can help you with that. Um, you need a website and, you know, nothing else. Fine. We can do that for you. Um, so it's definitely worth it to have the conversation with a digital marketing company just to see what they can offer you and what their pricing is. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're starting a company, get your domain, r- regardless of whether you think you're going to ever have a website or not. Um, you know, I'll, I'll use Young's as, as an example. We, we built our first website in 97. So long before other companies had websites. Uh, we got youngsdairy.com then. We didn't get youngsjerseydairy.com. And and I didn't even think of it until like, I want to say it was 2003 or four when I was like, you know what? I want to see if Young's Jersey Dairy, because I always say Young's Dairy and most people say Young's Dairy or Young's. So I didn't even think to buy it. Well, someone bought youngsjerseydairy.com and it was a local person because they had the, you know, you can look up who owns a domain for the most part. Uh, and it was a local guy, never reached out to us, not once just to sell us the domain. So I just had a reoccurring calendar invite every year on the expiration date to see if it expired and one year the guy let it expire and so I bought it but you know it, if you the companies that are just getting started out find a couple of iterations of a website that you might have down the road and at the very least you can have that domain redirect to your Facebook page or to your Instagram page or something like that so you can at least mm-hmm. use it on a business card because uh, that is real estate that you can't get back uh, without paying a premium we've got a client that has a she started out with a .net URL because the name of her company the .com version was bought so she secured the .net. We built the website there, and then a couple of years later, she's like, "Well, I really want the .com," and it was like twenty five hundred bucks. And that's not a horrible amount of money, but you know, I wouldn't spend twenty five hundred dollars if someone, if the guy that had Young's Jersey Dairy said, I'm, "I'll give it to you for twenty five hundred dollars," I'll say, "You can continue spending twenty dollars a year to have it, and no one's going to buy it from you. And eventually, either you'll pass or your credit card won't won't renew, and I'll get it. I'm not, yeah. I'm, not I'm not that worried about it. Even if you build an ice cream shop." And put it on youngsjerseydairy.com. We're going to outrank you forever because we built a website 40 <laughs> years ago or whatever it is, 30 years ago. So, so not get your domain. 30 years so, ago. So, Careful. I was, I was born in 96. I'm not 30. You're getting there. But I I'm am. not. Well, <laughs> is this going to turn that, into us 20. talking about our ages each, each yeah, year? Yeah, you're closer to 30. Every week. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't want to talk about it. I'm in my. The closer we get to July 24th, the more on edge Ellie's going to be and the grayer her hair is going to be. So that's right. That's, um, that's outside summer drinking time. So you have, you have time to cope. Okay. You're My right. You're right. Last nothing makes you feel better than an outside margarita in summer. Literally so. nothing. <laughs> My last piece of advice before we get on to, um, what grinds John's gears, which I'm very excited about. Um, if you're doing it on your own, if you don't know where to start or if you're feeling overwhelmed by any sort of pricing, I would say just start with a simple Google search um, and start doing some researching. Um, one of the things I'm going to include, it, so after each of these podcasts, we're going to put together a little recap um, article for you guys, just kind of talking, like covering what we talked about and then also including additional resources. Um, and one thing we're going to include at the end of this blog post is just, you know, if you don't know where to start, here's where to start. Um, and you're already doing a great job because you're listening to this podcast. Um, so hi friends, we're very proud of you. (laughs) Um, but you know, just start, start doing some research where you can. And I love what Ellie said about, you know, like just focusing in on one area first and getting really, really good at that and then expanding as you see fit. And then I also love what John said of, you might think you have an idea of what it's going to cost, um, but you know when you actually sit down with a digital marketing agency, especially a digital marketing agency that 
understands where you're coming from as a small business, um, you might find that it's a little bit of a different conversation. Um, but yeah. But it's hard to get, I mean, I, I don't want to keep break, breaking in, but it's hard to get pricing on a lot of that stuff because yeah. it varies wildly. Like you talk to one company and this is going to cost you $30,000. You talk yeah. to another company, it's going to cost you $200. Well, neither of those numbers are right. Um, you know, so I think, I think it's worth having a conversation with a couple of different agencies that you find that are well-reviewed mm-hmm. that are, I, I like to work with people that are local. Our, our entire, uh, uh, employee base isn't all local. You know, Ellen, you're in Virginia, uh, Ellie and I are in, in Ohio, but I, I like to have someone local that I can like look at. I always use the term. I like to be able to choke the person that I'm working with, but I don't, I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I've never choked anyone and really I don't think intense. our clients feel like yeah, disclaimer, no yeah, violence, disclaimer, disclaimer. No, we are a violent free company. <laughs> But I, I like the, I like companies that are local because they understand they understand the market that I'm trying to deal with for the most part, and also I, I prefer to see the people that I'm working with. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't like working with faceless people or mm-hmm. agency where I don't know where your people are based, so I can you yeah. know, have conversations with or them who actually them. works for the company, like who's an employee right. versus like. Um, sorry, I'm cutting in. Who's an employee versus like a subcontractor? You know, I think there is a time and place yeah. for subcontractors. Um, shout out Design doesn't plan on hiring any subcontractors anytime soon, um, just because we we really like what comes with an employee based team when it comes to digital marketing for our clients. But um, yeah, John, you bring up yeah. a good point. It's yeah, more more consistent. Yeah, it's just yeah. a more consistent output. Um, we've got a, a client that we've had for years that he decided that he needed a different company to build his website. They and the guy that they're working with uh, outsources all of his website work to another company. So every time there's a problem, client comes to me because he didn't find out that his new website designer doesn't host websites. Yeah. So I'm still dealing with him hosting the website that not this guy didn't build, his offshore team built. So anytime there's a problem, client comes to me, says there's a problem. I go to the company that he hired and say, hey, you need to fix this problem. He goes, okay, I'm going to go talk to my offshore people when it's their daytime, which is 11 hours away. Yeah. And so it's always like a two or three day delay at minimum when even mm-hmm. the minorest of problems come up, like Google Analytics isn't installed correctly. Mm. You know, that's, that's a problem that we could fix in two minutes on yeah. our end. Yeah. If it was our client, our website, if it's someone else's website and someone else's client and someone else's team, that takes at minimum 12 hours because I have to wait for them to be awake for them to get my call. <laughs> Well, okay, I'm, I have one more thought, and then I promise we'll be done with this part. But, John, you made me think of when you said, you know, interview a few different digital marketing agencies and, like, see what's going on. Um, what's also really great is I guess I can't speak for everyone, but, you know – most most people are nice are nice people and they want to see you succeed um like i really love john you always say like there's there's enough work out there for everyone it'll be fine so you know you may find there are two agencies that you really like for different reasons maybe see if they'll work together. Like I'll give a shout out to Shiftology, Melanie Will in Springfield. Um, we're able to partner with them for several clients because of the services that the Shiftology team can provide and the services that we can provide. And it ends up being exactly what that client needs to kind of bridge the gap in their marketing overall. Um, so maybe look at that as an option as, you know, we talked about doing it yourself, hiring an in-person or hiring a, a an agency. Maybe there's a way 
way to partner with two agencies or three agencies in order to get what you're looking for, you know, as long as everybody's willing to come to the table. And I mean, like I said, I can't speak for everyone, but at least shout it out design is because if you're going to be successful, that means that we're going to be successful. Um, And so we're willing to work with, you know, who we need to work with for you to be able to get to the goals that you're looking to, to achieve. And it's a different industry, but that, I mean, that's what a good financial planner will do. The mm. financial planner is kind of the center of your entire financial universe. They interact with your life insurance. They interact with your your bank. They interact with the, the company that's got your mortgage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, either you can have that person in-house, because we've got a couple clients like that, where basically uh, the client has someone in-house that's kind of uh, doing a little bit of marketing on their end, but they're basically quarterbacking the other efforts mm-hmm. that they've got going on. Working with Shout It Out, working with Shiftology, working with this other company over here to do, do print, um, you know, so that that makes sense in a lot of uh, avenues as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we like to pride ourselves uh, that, that we can be a la carte. You know, if a client says, "Here, here are my laundry list of problems," we'll come up with a laundry list of solutions. But you don't have to choose them all because uh, a you might not have the budget, or b you might not have the bandwidth to get get us the assets that we need, or c you, you might not agree with some of those those um, avenues that we want to go down. So. Talk to a couple different people, but I, I'll, I'll give credit to uh, that quote when I say that there's enough work for everyone. My first networking event, probably months after I started, was a Gehanna Chamber event. And I, all of all the booths there, there were two website designers, me and the booth right next to me. And so that was what I said. I was like, oh, we're going to be competing for all this business because I never – I mean, in my – previous life of dipping ice cream there's not a lot of networking events that you go to when you're an ice cream dipper so like that was my first like networking slash presentation type event and i'm like i'm gonna get all this business all these people coming in are gonna want to talk about website design and i'm just gonna sell them all and now there's this goofball next to me that's gonna take at least half of my business if not more because he's a more established business and he's like dude there's so many small businesses out there that we're both talking to some of them are going to be good fits for us. Some of them are going to be good fits for you. And we're both going to succeed. Actually, I do know who it is, but I won't, I won't name them. But that just made me occur to me. And then they're also a very successful website design company in Columbus that I, I've actually referred business to because it was uh, you know, probably early on they needed something a lot more technical than I was able to jump into. So I was like, you should call all these guys because they have a bigger team than we do. So you should probably call them. And I think they ended up working with them. So – yeah, call people. Find a per- find a personality fit, not just a price fit, too. Speaking of personality, Period. John, what grinds your gears? <laughs> well, I mean, as I've told you, I have lots of things that grind my gears. But today's topic of grinds my gears is about marketing agencies and how some of them suck. And it's funny that a lot of you, a lot of topics that you both brought up were bullet points on my list of why some of them suck. Uh, so I'll hit on three points and then we can, you can interject, uh, around my, this is what grinds my gears the most today. Uh, one marketing agencies that suck, don't care about your story or your struggles. We like to hear from our clients on what have you tried that didn't work? What have you tried that did work? What is your story? Who are, who are you trying to talk to? Who is your market? Bad companies, bad marketing companies. Uh, they don't care. They say, well, here are seven services and you have to buy them all. And we're going to basically take the brochure that we built for this company that also does what you do, put your logo on it and change some of the words and say, voila, here's your marketing plan. When in reality, that's not going to work, especially if they're in the same industry in the same area. So good companies want to hear what you've, what you've done, hear what worked so we can build off of that, hear what didn't work to say, well, 
this is why maybe that didn't work. We could still try it or let's not do that because maybe it's not for you. Um, we've got lots of clients that will, they'll, they'll bring up digital ads and thus it will say, well, how much are you willing to spend on digital ads? They'll say, well, I've got about $25 a month that I can spend on ads. Well, Ellie or all of us will say, well, that's not going to work because that's about five clicks and yeah. the odds of one of those five clicks landing you business is pretty slim. So you could spend $25 a month in perpetuity and never make any clients. So let's not, let's spend that $25 elsewhere, like on a yeah. business card or something like that. Um, so number two, they don't speak plain English. And this isn't in terms of English or Spanish or Chinese or French. This is in terms of throwing vernacular at you. That is just wasteless. You guys used ROI, which is a pretty well-known small business. Uh, I think everyone knows return on investment. But there are so many terms in our in our field that we could throw them at people who sound really smart until the client goes, oh, okay, because they feel dumb and they don't want to ask questions. So they'll feel dumb mm-hmm. and say, yeah, that's fine. Let's just do all those things. We don't do that. Like I said, we're a customer service company that provides digital marketing services. Uh, we speak to you, uh, frankly. Uh, most of us come from small business backgrounds, whether it's you know Thanksgiving buddies or we still work or we still work there or our our parents are our clients. Actually, three of our parents are our clients. Hmm, maybe that's a coincidence. Anyway, uh, so we all come from we, we all come from working in small businesses. So we know how to speak to all the small business owners, um, but. We have a we have a client that is a nonprofit in a small town. They went to a pitch meeting from a website design company at ten thirty in the morning, and uh, what I was told is that the 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 marketing team was dressed like madmen at ten thirty in the morning, drinking scotch at ten thirty in the morning for a nonprofit website project. What? Now I'm yeah. not saying that we don't day drink, but we're not. <laughs> We're we're not gonna we're not gonna be drinking scotch in clear glasses, lean back like Don Draper, and then telling you this is this is the only solution for you. That is not what we do. There is coffee in this cup. There is not whiskey. We're all wearing sweatshirts. We're all wearing sweatshirts <laughs> yeah. for God's sakes. Yeah. So good companies explain their strategies and their term the terminology and what they're gonna do. Uh, but bad companies are going to throw jargon at you until you just say, well, okay, fine. You're you're clearly smarter than I am, so just execute it, and hopefully it works. Yeah, it's like they're wanting to m- make it known that they're smarter than you. Yes. Like they're establishing uh, their dominance. They're- and it's like, I, I know I'm smarter than all of you, but I don't need to tell you that. <laughs> You'll figure it out over time. Well, and this right, is and also why... Oh, sorry. Oh, Ellen, go ahead. I was going to start interjecting early because... That's okay. It's it's what grinds my gears, but I don't know. There was, uh, since digital marketing is still relatively a new field, I feel like early on you got a lot of those like madmen, like con artists almost. And like what you were saying, John, like there's such a wide range of like what services costs. Like it just, it grinds, it grinds my gears when people gatekeep information that really you could just go Google if you really wanted to. Yeah, that's that's one of one of my blog entries that keeps getting pushed back is, you know, decommoditize your product. You know, we're not doing any kind of industry secret stuff. We just do what we say we're going to do and we do it well and we tell you what we're going to do. And then we hopefully exceed those expectations. You know, we're not we're not hiding industry secrets from you. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you could you could do what we do if you had the time and most, you know, mostly you could do what we do with knowledge and time. Um, But you don't have those things. So we're able to provide those services for you. All right, last thing, and then you guys can tell me all the other things that grind your gears. They'll do anything to get the sale. And so 
I, I, I don't get these as much as I thought I would as a small business owner, like sales pitches. Most of them are just kind of vague emails like, hey, did you see my other email when you didn't send me another email? Like, it catches my eye because it says re. So it's like, oh, you, I must have written to you before. So it kind of works, I suppose. But a lot of marketing agencies and a lot of companies in general will have a sales team that will do anything they can to get the yes. So they'll ask questions. Say, can can I do this? Yes, absolutely. Our team can do that. Can we do this? Yes, absolutely. Can we do this? There have been many times in many calls. Ellen's been in there. Ellie's been in there where a client's going to say, can we do this? I'm going to be like, I don't know. I'll have to look into it. Or I don't think we can. I don't think that's something we can accomplish uh, at your budget level. I- I'm not going to, at this point in the in the business, lie to someone to get their sale. That's not who I am as a person or who I want to be as a, as a business owner. It doesn't make sense because in the end, you're going to find out I'm a fraud. And then you're going to tell every, all, of your, all of your small business cronies that John and his team are a bunch of frauds from Fraud Town. And I don't, you shouldn't give them any money either. Like, I, I like having a good reputation around town. I like that our clients feel that we, they can come to us with anything and get a legit answer, whether they like the answer or not. But they feel like we're at least being honest with them, which is what I try to employ in all of you. Like... I would rather I would rather a client come to us and say, "Here is an absolute problem that I need fixed," and we say, "For whatever reason, I'm sorry, we can't fix that problem," and they they go be happy somewhere else. I'd rather them be successful somewhere else. I've had clients leave me and come back for that very reason. Someone got in their ear and said, "Well, they're not doing this and this and this." They left. We left on good terms because I was like, "Well, if that's how you feel, I don't need to have clients that are unhappy with me sitting around being unhappy with me. Go be happy over there." And then right. nine months later, knock, knock, knock. Hey, what's up? Uh, turns out they were lying. Can I, can I come back to you? Oh, I guess. I guess you can. I'm going to tell you I told you so in my little in parentheses <laughs> head voice. But yes, you can come back. No big deal. So there's there's what grinds my gears. Oh. We, ahead, have, we both have so <laughs> many thoughts. I know. You go first. Okay. Well, just to your last point. Personally, I don't if I'm not able to give you what you want, like I don't want you to be my client because it's just going to create more stress for me. So like I don't ever see a point And I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, bad business, bad for your reputation. But like just personally, me being the one doing the work, I don't want to promise you something that I know that I can't follow up on because that's just going to be more stress in my world, you know, so I would rather just be upfront with you like hey, I can't provide that for you or I'm going to have to do more research on that before I can provide that for you. Um, And here's my recommendations if you really want to do this right now. Be on your way if you need to be. Um, So that's, yeah, that's something. I I don't understand why, you know, you you said companies will do anything to get the sale. And it's like, I just don't understand that because then what happens? Like now you're just stressed out because now you can't do anything for that person. And so. I think that's the dis- disconnect between us and a lot of other larger agencies. Like we we compete with larger agencies on our skill set, but we also compete with smaller agencies on price. So, yeah. but I feel like we're in a really good niche of we provide a lot of different services at a very affordable price for our small business clients. Are we going to get mega clients with our our, our clientele and our skill set and our pricing? No. Are we going to be able to compete with someone, you know, my secretary's husband's neighbor does website design and he'll do it for 50 bucks or my, or my nephews in, in high school, uh, he's learning how to do websites. He's going to do a website. Are we going to compete with that? No, but we, we're not going to compete with that. That's just what it is. So we don't have a sales team. We are our sales team. When a client calls us and said, I want a website, it's 
two or three or and one other person from our team sitting in a call, listening to them, what they need. We're going to present our best efforts to help them if that's someone we want to work with. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I don't need to close right. every sale. Um, yeah. And I know that's not necessarily the same for um, larger companies that have, let's just say, large high-rise uh, offices in downtown Columbus or downtown wherever. Uh, you know, we, we're all on a budget. Obviously, Ellie, I even got her a nice camera and she can't even get it to work. So we're, Listen. we're, we're a budget based company. So if, if you can't, if, if we don't want to work with you and you don't want to work with us, that's fine. There's lots of, uh, there's lots of other website design companies. There's lots of okay, other slow down, digital slow marketing down. companies. <laughs> get them out, get them out, fire them all. If I don't want to work with you, get out of here. So kind of to, to what you were saying, John, um, one of the things that attracted me originally to work at Shout Out Design and why, like one of the reasons I continue to love working on this team is because we know who we are as a company. Um, so like we were going through a hiring process a few months ago and we interviewed somebody. Um, they were they were really inspiring. You know, they have um, all these amazing plans for their life and um, for the ways that they want to go in business and for the, the clients that they want to work for. Um, but I think one of the red flags for me was that, um, you know, they didn't understand who Shouted Out Design is as a company. We know who we are. We know what we're good at and we know who we serve well. And that may kind of morph and change over time organically. You know, I think we're always, like I said earlier on the call, like every process can be reviewed and can be and can be improved. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I know who I want to work for. Um, and I know the clients that I'm going to be able to serve really well. And I think that there is... Um, there's a piece that comes with, this is getting really deep. There's a piece that comes with, with knowing who you are as a company and knowing, you know, why I'm getting up every day and, you know, working for, it's not just working for a paycheck. I actually genuinely enjoy what I do. Um, I don't believe in the whole, like, you know, Michael Scott, like we're a family, your company is your life kind of thing. Like, I really enjoy you guys. I would consider you my friends, but you know, at the end of the day, like, I just, I want to do a really good job and I want my, I want my work to mean something. Um, and I can mm -hmm. say that at Shout It Out Design, um, because like what, what Ellie was saying, you know, what, we, we do things that we can do and we do them well. And if we can't do mm -hmm. it, um, then we're going to give you recommendations. Like we said earlier, um, you know, we, we have connections for things that we're not experts in. Um, we'll connect you with who you need to be connected with. Right. So, oh, and my other thought, the other thought of what grinds my gears when you were talking about going back to the, the Don Draper-esque um, or just like, you know, like, just like, the lack of truth. The other thing that, that grinds my gears is um, when they are terrible at communication and then blame it on how busy they are. Bad news bears, you're not that busy. Like you're just, you're just not. Like if, if you consider yourself too busy to email or call your client back in an appropriate amount of time, you need to review your entire business model. <laughs> Somehow yeah. this is coming like becoming um marketing advice for other or business advice for other marketing agencies. But um like if you are emailing clients back and saying like I'm so sorry like we've just been so slammed this week like you need to you need to reprioritize your time because your your clients are your priority at your job. <laughs> so right like my client back, can email back. me and say 
Like my client can tell me like, oh my gosh, sorry, we've had a really busy week. Fine. Like, okay. But like, I should never be saying that to you. Like I should never be saying like, oh, I've just been slammed. Like, sorry, you can't get a hold of me this week because I've just been busy. Like that should never be happening. Yeah. That was, that was my additional thought on what grinds my gears. (laughs) Is that all we have to say? I mean, I mean we listen. Could, we are over an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah, gosh. we could go. We could probably go on forever about what grinds our gears, but we will. This is why we'll it's a it recurring segment because yeah. we're always irritated at something. Very true. We can't bring yes. the grinds my gears at particular people. Uh, that's not allowed. But right, know, general topics that we'll speak in vagaries that someone might resonate with. That, that's that's <laughs> things we can do. But right. Yes. And if it's resonating well, with you, just take an inward look at what's happening in your life. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, clearly you're wrong. And so this is, we're calling you out, but not calling you out directly. So right. hear us and fix yourself. Get better. <laughs> It'll be fine. Everything's fine. We're all fine. Should we answer any marketing questions today? Do we have time? I mean, I've got time. Okay. Um. The first answer is seven. No, it's not. No, it's not. It was it was just a joke because you hadn't asked the question, so I was oh. making a. I know. I just like to contradict everything that you say. So that's fine. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what any good staff would do is tell their boss there he's wrong all literally all the time, all day, every day. But then then you also you both publicly say how wonderful it is to work here. So I think I'm doing my job. Yeah, you are. I've created, I've created, I've created a place where you guys can treat me like garbage, but also say that you love working here at the same time. Yes. Now let me just backtrack through this whole episode <laughs> and say, John, you do there, you do bring something to the table. Oh. And I'll leave it at that. More than paychecks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Slightly. <thank> you. <laughs> okay. Right. I was looking at our list of questions, and um, here's one that's like sort of related, and it's sort of a hypothetical. So. Take with it what you will. But if you had to choose one digital marketing avenue to go with, like if you if you could only you only had the bandwidth, you only had the budget for one, which one would you recommend and why? Your website. (gasps) Is that is that an option? Oh my gosh. Okay, so like, I mean, website, that's a, that's a big one side because I feel like, you know, we always talk about like, no matter what your business is, like your website is almost like your digital storefront. Like you need to have a website. Yeah. Um, so yeah, website but some people aside. will discount that. Some people will but, discount that above other really? things. Though. They'll say, well, yeah, they'll say, well, I don't need a website. I have a Facebook page. Right. Okay. No, they, they, don't, you know how Zuckerberg Timberlake. has your Facebook page. <laughs> what <laughs> grinds my gears. But listen, when that is something that frustrates me, though, is when. I'm like Google searching somebody like or if I'm looking up a restaurant or looking something up and I'm like in their little Google card, you know, that has like the website button. And I'm like, oh, website. And it takes me to their Facebook page. I'll be honest. I get very annoyed. I don't like that. So website number one. And that means like not just having a website, but like if you only have bandwidth to do one thing, make your website good. Like Mm -hmm. make sure it's updated. Put content on it. Um, you know, give your customers what they're looking for when they come to your website. So not just like having the website and forgetting that it's there because yeah, we can all do that. But like, you know, add to it, make it good. I don't well, know. And kind that of like would be what, that I, I stick with. I stick with website as my, as my answer. <laughs> kind of like what John was saying earlier. Like a lot of what we do 
it, it's not rocket science. Like it, it's not surgery. Like building building a strong website that's going to be able to grow with you over time. It's not it's not hard. So like I guess I'm I'm always I'm always surprised. I guess this is turning into Ellen's what grinds my gears. But I'm always just surprised when like we come across like a very broken website or something like that and they have like an active developer that they're working with because I'm like it's not it's not hard. Get a landing page up at least with mm-hmm. accurate hours, accurate contact information and a contact form. Start there. Like we even do that for some clients, like when we're building their full site um, in the background, like we'll put up a landing page for them that has their contact information just so that you have something up. But yeah, that's my. I, I use the example uh, when we first moved uh, up. Well, when we got we got married and moved to Columbus, we were out uh, looking for some place to eat and Kelly was in the mood for Italian. So she pulled up this uh, place in Google that was a good Italian food, had good reviews, but their website was in flash. This is, you know, this I'm really dating ourselves. So like she couldn't pull it up on her iPhone cause flash, I don't think ever worked on an iPhone in Safari. So like we didn't go there because their website didn't work. Like she had even read good reviews and said, well, we're not going to go here because their website doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not really fair to the small business, but yeah, I can't. I can't see what's going on. I can't see your hours per se, or see what yeah. your lasagna looks like. So we're not going to go there. So well, it's the same thing. If it takes me to your Facebook page, and your if you're a restaurant it takes me to your Facebook page, and you don't have your menu on your Facebook page, like I'm not going to go there because I don't know what your menu is. I am the person that will look up the menu before. Oh, I know what I'm going to order to the restaurant. Yeah, I'm picking out what I'm going to order like a day in advance. Like. Yeah. If I can't do that, then you're not an option. <laughs> All right. So if we're, we have to discount website and say you have to have a website, which that okay. was going to obviously be my answer because that's you know that's where my that's where my bread and butter came from. I would say the next the next thing that you could do that's going to garner eyes and or sales for whatever you're trying to sell would be ads because if mm-hmm. you have a website that's a solid presence, you can spend ad money and get eyes on your product or eyes on your website. Mm-hmm. Now there are lots of variables and problems inherent in just throwing blank ad money at things because if you're if your website's if you have a website but it's no good or it doesn't really communicate well what you're trying to sell or there's no way to buy it or no great contact form or nothing like that i'm going to cut out all those other variables but ads are going to at least if you tell google i want to spend 250 dollars this week to get a lot of clicks to my website, Google's going to say, cool, I will spend every cent of that $250 getting clicks based on the information that you gave me to get those clicks on your website. So you yep. you will get those clicks, but the other piece of it is, can you handle the sales or does your website stink or does your contact form not work or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But that, that right. would be my thought, past website. I think I would follow up the question with a question of, you know, what are your goals? Um, so, you know, if your, if your goal is to get sales, then I would say, yeah, absolutely. Let's go with ads for sure. But if your goal, like with your digital presence, like your number one goal is, you know, to grow your, um, online community, then maybe like a social media, um, channel would be your best bet. Or, um, like if you're trying to grow, like a dedicated following, maybe, you know, an email campaign, like if you're a blogger or something like that, putting um, a sign up form on your site, your very, very well built site, I will say, um, 
and then starting to build your email list over time. Um, so yeah, I, think- I was going to say like a lot of I know a lot of companies like one of their main goals is customer retention. That's where email marketing will come in. Yeah. Um, emailing your current customers. So you just want to retain what customers you do have. You want to build that relationship with them. Email marketing would be huge for that. So um, I mean, yeah, you're right, Ellen. I mean, there's no one answer to that. It's what are your goals? And we can talk about what the one thing you should be doing is. Yeah. Sounds like your question was a trick question. I don't like those. Well, I feel yeah. like most of the submission questions we're going to get, we're going to follow up with like, well, <laughs> here's our follow-up question to this. But, well, okay. but I mean, I think that speaks case. to, I think that speaks well to what we do though. There isn't, there isn't ever going to be a single answer to a, a question in marketing. It's yeah. going to yeah. be well, but here or this and this or one of these things or none of it. You just, you know, put a, get a, one of those spinning sign guys out in front of your shop and say, this is, this is how we're going to, get our business it works it has do we to have work a referral for those doing it. oh i don't think so if someone wanted a spinny sign guy i have Listen. a referral for if you want to get the spinny sign printed Ooh, that's true but not the spin- spinny sign guy if we ever want a spinny sign guy i will be the spinny sign guy <gasps> i think Sounds i good. can do that Excellent. that's true you have the least amount of dependence so you have the time accurate <laughs> <laughs> We need what we need. We need to get a referral source for like the blow up. The, the guy. Oh yeah. I want to. I want to get one of those. Just, oh I'm, my gosh! What, what if you got one at Young's that looks like a cow? Like a, he wouldn't be very tall. A little utter, a little utter. I guess he could be just long. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, I mean, uh, Chick Fil A's got. Well, I've seen Chick Fil A have one. They do. Like the big, the inflatable, like chicken. Oh yeah. Cow. I've seen those. They don't. They don't. They don't fuck around. Hey, when's the chick fil A coming to Springfield? Because your girl wants a chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs>